I V M. You are listening to the Signal Daily, brought to you by Front Page Studios. The long-standing power struggles between IMs and the center is raging on as the two face off over control of India's top business schools. In August this year, the Parliament passed the Indian Institute of Management Amendment Bill 2023, which designates the President of India as quote-unquote visitor at all the IMs. This bill basically seeks to put our Madam President in charge of the appointment and the removal of institute directors. giving her the power to hold inquiries into the institute's performance and the responsibility to nominate the chairperson for the board of directors but why why is the government so keen on controlling iims admin also why mess with what's clearly working out after all in the qs global mba rankings 2024 three of the four indian business schools that made it to the top 100 were iims Anyway this new act comes at a time when many controversies are surrounding India's top business schools but first let's take a little trip down the history lane the indian institute of management was first established in 1961 with the inauguration of iim calcutta this was the first of the 21 government funded premier b schools we have in india today under central management for years iims flourished and went on to achieve global recognition however as the time passed India's top business schools also established a financial foothold. They stopped relying on government funding and instead started financing themselves through fees, grants and projects. The center in turn found other places to direct its attention. This leads us to 2017 when the parliament passed the Indian Institute of Management Bill 2017 granting the schools the autonomy they so keenly wanted. But not long after that bill was enacted A problem crept up at IIM Rohtak concerning the appointment of Dheeraj Sharma as the school's director. Appointed to a 5-year term in 2017, Sharma was facing a petition for his removal within 2 years on grounds that he lied about his qualifications. This petition stretched into a contentious legal battle which is still ongoing. Meanwhile, at IIM Calcutta, Anju Seth, its first female director, resigned in 2021, cutting her term short, and her successor, Uttam Kumar Sarkar, followed suit by also resigning earlier in 2023 a year before his term was set to end both cited differences with the chairman of the board of governors though no review was conducted well a management institute that can't manage itself is not a good look for a school that is globally renowned and so now after a series of administrative lapses and flouting of the general financial rules by the iims the center is trying to get back the reins but well for what it's worth This comes with its own unique set of problems. Over the last decade, the center has been wrenching autonomy from public institutions and controlling administrative positions. Ask any DU student, they'll tell you the same. And while in the case of IIMs this is posited as a way to hold management accountable, it nevertheless establishes a certain kind of hegemony. For the next few minutes you're going to know a little more than you did yesterday from the world of technology, business, policy and anything that leaves you with food for thought. Hello I'm Manaswini and this is the deep dive for 27th October 2023. So 3 days ago it was Dashara and since I didn't have much else going on 
I decided to hop into a live stream hosted by the mommy influencer Namrata Kalya on Amazon Live. And if you recall, Amazon launched this live shopping feature in India last year in September. So Namrata kicked off the live stream with her trademark smile and a neat perspective. Dashra might be all about good triumphing over evil, but the real excitement she said comes from the kids. So why not make our kids feel special? That was Namrata's pitch before diving into a whole bunch of toys. And we are talking Hot Wheels, toy guns, Barbie dolls and classic Lego sets. In fact, over 800 people were virtually watching her alongside me. And Amazon links to buy those toys she was talking about appeared at the bottom of the screen. And people who truly wanted to make their kids feel special were hitting up Namrata with some serious questions about the toys' durability and safety in the comments. So now this whole deal of watching influencers go live and seeing them try their darndest to convince Amazon's users to buy all sorts of stuff kind of reminds me of the time before the internet when I'd come home from school and plop myself in front of the TV to watch those shopping channels such as Snaptol and Home Shop 18. But of course, these shopping influencers on Amazon Live were different from Snaptol's anchors. They were less rehearsed, a lot less polished, and let's say off the cuff chaotic and relatable and in this festive season amazon is betting on them it is pushing live stream shopping in india rest of world reports that during this year's the great indian festival more than 1000 live streams will be running on amazon's app and website some of them hosted by celebrity comedians like sumukhi suresh and kumar varun and by the way amazon has onboarded over 300 influencers doing these live gigs The giant even claims that nearly 10% of all the visitors on its India site watched a live stream during the first week of sales. Kishore Thota, the director of marketing at Amazon India, told rest of world that live is for the emerging shopper who's looking for a representative to touch and feel the product. Well, all that is fair that Amazon wants a more engaging feature on its app and website. But the thing is, many other players have tried live shopping before and none of them actually took off. So the question is can Amazon crack it and to answer that question let's first look at the players who fail at the game Live shopping platform Bulbul according to one of its co-founders Sachin Bhatia was clocking 250000 transactions and 1.2 million dollars in monthly sales at its peak in 2022 before content to commerce major Good Glam Group acquired it in March this year Bhatia told rest of world that success of China's 180 billion dollar live e-commerce industry inspired him in 2019 as rest of world reports he went down to shenzhen onboarded a chinese co-founder to build the app convinced several chinese engineers to relocate to gurgaon and then hired 50 full-time hosts to sell apparel and kitchen items to bulbul's primarily female customers from india's small towns everything was said but unit economics came in the way you see according to the early stage investor An average Indian in a small town spends between 200 to 500 rupees on an online order as opposed to around 1200 rupees that a Chinese citizen would spend. So the overall cost of running a live shopping platform which includes logistics, payments to influencers and well returns becomes unviable. Bhatia told rest of world that Bulbul struggled to achieve profitable unit economics. Similar are the stories of other players. The revenue is simply not large enough to justify the required capital. So in March this year, short video platform Moj scaled back its video shopping feature to mitigate losses. And in the same month, YouTube also shut down its shopping feature in India. Thota, Amazon India's director of marketing who I quoted before, 
argues that Amazon's case is different. And well, to give credit where it's due, it actually is. Because you see, unlike live shopping startups that focused on cheaper everyday goods, Amazon's live stream caters to a varied set of buyers. Namrata, as we discussed before, was targeting parents, while a host of other influencers target demographics as varied as gamers, gadget enthusiasts, fashionistas, and so on. And another advantage that Amazon has in India is that here it doesn't have to battle social shopping champ TikTok, which is trying its level best to take over Amazon's home turf, the US. Tota told Rest of World that over the next 12 months, his priority is to get more views for live content. Which makes sense, because currently, despite all Amazon's efforts, each live stream, typically lasting around 50 minutes, is viewed on an average by only 800 people. So for Amazon India to succeed in its new experiment, the first thing that needs to happen is for that number to go up. And before we sign off for the week, here is our third segment, One Last Thing, where we bring you an offbeat story that you won't find in the headlines. There's a new microgenre of pop songs going viral across Latin America. But with most viral trends moving faster than your blanket order, you might ask, does it actually deliver? And to that, I'll say yes. In fact, in more ways than just one. This microgenre has been defined by hits like Soy Rappi and Motoboy and stretches across styles from funk to rap, but sticks to a single theme, the daily life and struggles of gig work. And interestingly, most of these songs are written by Latin America's gig workers themselves as a way to journal their life and supplement their income. One of the songs goes, and I'm reading out a line from lyrics translated from Spanish, If the food is cold, why complain to me? My job is to drive the motorbike, not ice your soda. And here's one more, and this is one of my favorites. You have to be very dumb to think I'm late on purpose. The more the order is delayed, the more money I'll be losing. While this genre of songs has melded social media visibility with the vitality of gig work, it also calls back to older cultural traditions in the way that most genres of music from jazz to blues to folk were established by blue-collar workers. So the next time before you lose your temper with a gig worker, do recall the lyrics of these songs. If you like listening to The Signal Daily, please show us some support. Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We'd love to hear what you have to say about this podcast. So feel free to shoot an email at hello at the rate the signal.co. The Signal Daily is produced in association with IBM. The episode was researched and written by Dhruv Sharma and Anoop Samwal. Edited by Dinesh Narayanan. Produced by me. Mastered and mixed by Manas and Nirvan. You can catch this podcast every morning on Spotify, Apple, Amazon Prime Music, Google Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts. We are the signal.co on Instagram, LinkedIn and Twitter.